Recently, I had an event in New York City. I had hundreds of people come and I brought actual real couples up on stage and did a mini podcast right there in front of everyone. It was awesome. And I'm very pleased to announce that I'm doing two more events. I want to let you know about it before anyone else knows. June 1st, I'm going to be in Philadelphia. June 4th in Boston. If you want tickets, you can get them at iwt.com slash philly and iwt.com slash boston. Between now and May 3rd, you can use the pre-sale code RICHLIFE to get tickets. Again, June 1st, I'll see you in Philly and June 4th in Boston, iwt.com slash philly and iwt.com slash boston. Um, what the hell is going on on this podcast that like 80% of the people who come on here go through massive screening, fill out applications. They never actually read my book. Is anyone else puzzled by this? Look, a lot of the questions that you ask me about money are answered directly in I Will Teach You To Be Rich. How do you pay off your student loans? How do you automate your finances? Where do you start investing? And how do you handle big purchases? I wrote this book as a six-week program so you can follow along on your own or with a partner. If you want to improve your finances, I recommend you get the I Will Teach You To Be Rich book. It has over 18,000 reviews on Amazon. Get it at iwt.com slash book. Do you have separate accounts? We have separate accounts. We do, accounts. yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Did you ever have a joint account yes. in the past? Mm -hmm. When I supported us, we had a joint account. I'm going to check out this conversation because I've heard this like 10,000 times already just today. That's the end of the conversation. I'm just tired. It's like emotionally draining. You fight about money, you spin about money, and then what ends up happening? I get defensive. And then? I, I get mad. Let, let me just talk to her. Just, Trust me, you're not doing yourself any favors by cutting in. Trust me. So, I just don't understand so why she doesn't understand what I mean. And I don't understand why you're like, oh, you know, when I worked, I felt this and this and this. Well, then go work then if it's such a big deal for you. like. Today, I have a special episode for you with two guests you may recognize. They are guests on my new Netflix show called How to Get Rich. That's right. If you go to Netflix right now and you search for my name, Ramit Sethi, or How to Get Rich, you are going to see my new Netflix show. And I decided it would be fun to bring them on almost a year later to talk about where they are, what has changed. And you're going to see how honest they get today. So first, make sure you've watched them because uh, you're going to have spoilers. So go to Netflix first. If you haven't already watched it, search for my name or How to Get Rich. Add to list. Make sure Netflix knows that you want to see this. Then, if you've watched the show, come back and listen, because here now are Matt and Amani to share what's been going on since we last talked on the show. Hey, Amani. Hey, how are you? This is like such a like a deja vu, but also like kind of PTSD, but like no offense to you. But <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not PTSD, but it is <laughs> surreal to see you through the screen right now. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's just so great to see you. Actually, same. yeah, same. I've been uh, I've been so eager to talk to you and and uh, yeah. catch up and just, it's just it's like, such a. Can I, is this allowed? Like there are many times where I'm like, how would Ramit say right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. uh, will Matt be joining us? Yeah. Um, okay. He should. He's not like I'm. I'm hoping he saw the Zoom link. Okay. Let's give it a minute. I want him to definitely be on. I, will, I definitely oh, want to catch up sure. with him. Yeah, for sure. He was 
yesterday, I was like, hey, you know, it's tomorrow. I don't want this to be one-sided where I fill out everything like what happened before, you know? Um, or so he was like, no, no, I'm good. I had enough of this. I'm like, no, you're, you're gonna, I want your side, your side of the story too. So. And how did he react to that? Um, ah, oh, there we go. Hey, Matt. Hello. How's it going? Yeah, it's going. Okay. Let's get uh, Amini back and, uh, I'm excited to catch up. It's nice to see you. It's been a while. First off, uh, the last time I saw you was, I remember vividly because it was that beautiful sunset and we had spent a lot of time together. So it, it feels very surreal to see you after this much time. I wanted to tell you the reason that I was really excited to work with you when I first met. I thought it was so cool how honest you were with me. There was this fascinating uh, dynamic. Amani, you were earning tons of money. Matt, you had no financial access. You don't see that that often, and you were willing to talk about it. You know, very few couples will openly argue in front of me. And what I love about it is it's real. Well, when, when y'all first came, we were pretty much uh, at each other's throats. I wouldn't say I was at her throat too much as, as she was at mine. Um, she can get pretty feisty. Uh, but I mean, yeah, you know, like it was hard not to argue on camera. I, I never thought that we would be, you know, we'd be in a situation still bickering after, you know, like people were in front of us. I mean, I definitely understood like where my wife was coming from. You know, I mean, she she goes through a lot of stress and I don't know, I guess the way that the cards fell, you know, she she felt some type of way. And I, I don't disagree with her necessarily, but, you know, I, I, I'm just glad that at the end, you know, we were able to communicate and talk things through. I mean, we were stressed. You're we were already fighting like so much together before the show came. The show was like kind of like what we everything right. below the last what? everything to the surface. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's crazy, right? People say that you'll forget that the cameras are there. They right. say that, and I I never believed them, Me but <laughs> it's true. You become in your own world, and it just shows what's actually happening. Right. So you know, I appreciated that. You were honest. You, you were fighting. It was very obvious, like from the first five minutes in the room. And then you showed that to me, which actually the trust that you put in me by showing me that allowed me to better understand what was really going on. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm very thankful for that you both allowed me to see that. Even though it was tough to do it at the time. Uh, gosh, it seems like sometimes the most important conversations we need to have are the ones that we are least likely to want to. Yeah, for sure. But you did it. Yeah. You did it. You really opened up with a lot. And it's quite amazing to see the results of that. When I first met Matt and Amani, they started fighting within minutes. They almost dropped out of the show. And every time I talked to them, they seemed to actually relish fighting with each other. It's kind of like one of those old couples we know who are always sniping at each other. But Matt and Amani are young. And I have to say, I'm very glad that they did not drop out. They stuck with it. They have a lot of differences in the way they communicate about money and the way they see money. You can learn more about those on the Netflix show. I'm coming to your cities. I recently did an event in New York. It was awesome. I loved bringing real couples up on stage. We had no idea what was going to happen. The crowd loved it. I was sharing real numbers. It was a blast. And I want to do it again. 
I'm looking to coach couples on stage at my next two live events, one in Philly on June 1st, one in Boston on June 4th. If you and your partner want help connecting over money, you want to solve a big financial challenge you have, please apply at iwt.com slash live coaching. If you and your partner struggle to come up with a shared vision of your rich life, if you have different priorities about spending and saving, if you just can't get on the same page financially, I would love to coach you live on stage in your city. It is free of charge. You can apply at iwt.com slash live coaching. I'll see you in Boston and Philly. If you ever follow me on Instagram, sometimes you'll see me post about my behind the scenes travel experiences, coffee tours, salsa making classes in Mexico, all kinds of culinary stuff in India. And I'll get a lot of people saying, where do I find that Kyoto notepad maker that you found? And one place you can find that is Viator. In fact, my wife and I used Viator to book a Segway tour where we took a tour of a new city and we had an amazing experience, something we never would have thought of doing on our own. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. And with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everybody. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real travel reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best travel activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Looks like you're in a different location. I don't recognize that house. Is that you in a different place? It is. Pretty crazy because when we were talking to you, like it was like a five-year plan for us to try to get to our dream house, our dream house in San Diego. And um, it was just a combination of things. I had my highest revenue year was last year. Wow, amazing. <laughs> this house was just like amazing. It was on a hill and a mountain. Um, and you can see like like literally like 360 degrees of San Diego and like even far, you can see the ocean and the water. So, wow. um, and he had a guest house. So I ran it by him and I was like, let's go check it out. And he was like, you're crazy. Did you see the price? In there? <laughs> and we went and like the moment, like we were driving to, like, it was just like, we had the goosebumps. We're like, this is like our dream. Like, like, and all the, the neighborhood looks so nice. We were like, we can't afford this, you know? Like, um, and yeah. Fast forward, we actually purchased the house. It was um, pretty crazy. I had to put like a lot of money down because I already had another loan. So I'm trying to sell my house, the one that we filmed in, in Temecula right yep. now. And we started Airbnb being our guest house. So that's like oh, okay. another income that we started getting. And that's why we made that step. To be honest, it's probably like the riskiest financial decision we made. Only two homes, trying to sell the first one, using all the cash I basically and the investments that I worked on all last year um but the airbnb is doing well um so far as like paying half of the mortgage where it puts us back to our initial mortgage of the house back into macula and that was the goal like we took the rescue decision knowing like we can get there where we might end up being in the same amount as like you know our previous house but now we are in san diego um and yeah it's our what second month right now in the house matt would you say so yeah yeah, it is. Wow. So this is amazing because I remember, Amani, that one of your dreams was to live by the beach 
And yeah. Matt, I remember you telling me that you wanted to be more outdoors. Combination of both, mountain house with some sort of water view. So <laughs> that's kind of amazing. And you did it in about a year. Two things I want to point out. Number one, it's possible to live your rich life a lot faster than you think. I don't like hearing someone say, someday I want to take a trip to Spain. I'm like, what? Let's get specific. How long do you want to go for? What season? What do you want to do there? What are you going to eat? That is important. And you can achieve that much faster than you think if you put a plan down and become intentional. The other question I ask him is, how much do you think it's going to cost? You know, most of us have never actually calculated what our dreams would cost us. A lot of times it's less than you think. Sometimes it's more than you think, which is also fine because it gives you a reason to make financial changes. Number two, I also want to make sure that they can afford it. Wanting a new house or extravagant trips or clothes or whatever is one thing, but you've got to make sure you can actually afford it. Now listen to Amini talk about it. I had to take a risk. Like I said, it was the rescue decision I'd ever take because I almost, you know, basically emptied that house, but it's not gone because now it's in, 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 in the house equity. You know, when I was doing your spreadsheet, I love, by the way, the new version. So that first table, when I was putting our asset, like the value of our houses and the car and all that, I was like, what? I'm rich. I'm 500K? What the hell? <laughs> and it was like, what? what? Like, I was like, you don't guess our net worth. Like that felt great. And yeah. again, it was like, you know, validation that it's not about how much money in the bank that you have. If you go and put that money towards something else, it's there still, you know? Um, so yeah, it's my first risky decision. So we'll see. I, I mean, right now I would say as much as like, we have learned a lot and we're taking a lot of new experiences. It is our actually, I would say my, our most vulnerable financial situation right now, because I, I own two houses, not by choice. You know, the, the, it's a market that that's why I was too scared of investing like real estate stocks, all that. Like, to me, it's like gambling, you know, it's like up and down kind of market. It's not, and when you take a risk, you know, that comes with consequences. So our house has been in the market like since January, we haven't got like any offers. And that's like stressing me out because I don't have that much left in my bank account. I have to think, okay, how many months can I go by paying two mortgages? Mm-hmm. And then I have to. And what's the answer? How long can you go? Um, I right now have budgeted for like three more months. And then after that, I, I will bleed out. Like, I don't want to start taking out like what, 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 what you say, if you start cashing your stocks and you for like, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to fix this right now. Hold on. This is crazy. So you, it's interesting what you say on one hand, you feel the most successful and in right. control you've ever felt. On the other hand, you feel the most vulnerable. Absolutely. Okay. It was very risky. Like just even me talking about it with my friends, like their answer was, did you really have to get this house? You know, you could have waited until you sold your Temecula home and you would have found another beautiful home. But like for me was, it was hard for me to find in the market a house with a guest house. So I felt like I had to make the move and take that decision of having two mortgages. But now here I am, I got greedy four months into this, my new mortgage is going to hit. And I'm like, this is the worst case scenario I was, I was scared of. So that's why I'm like, because I... I can already tell in like one minute how worse it can get, which is like, oh my gosh, I don't make enough money to support all this. I'm going to start cashing in my stocks. Then what? I'm going to go cash in my last part. Then what? Okay, this is an interesting scenario. They have three months of cash left, which is way, way too risky for me. 
but they also have a very high income and now multiple income streams. I kind of love these unusual financial situations. Let me give you my take. I think this is really risky and they need to get rid of their old house right away. The fact is they're going to sell it for a lot less than they thought. That's life. Second, their scenario isn't really that bad if they act fast. And this is uncomfortable to hear for a lot of people, but the truth is that a high income solves a lot of financial problems. Not all of them, because you and I have heard many guests who have high incomes and spend every last cent they make, but having a high income solves a lot of financial problems. My dream for Matt and Amani would be that they sell the house fast, even taking a loss, they set up a rule so they never get this close to running out of money again, and then they begin having more open conversations together where both of them have full access to the money and they share responsibility. That's what I would do. That's my dream for them. That was like a big part that of the show that was like, um, I didn't get an answer for it until actually now, which is Matt wanted, like I wanted to push Matt to do a type of job that I do, which is corporate and things like that and climbing the ladder. And, and he wanted to like run his own business. And I was like, oh, I don't want to fund that business for you and it's too risky and, you know, you don't want to learn from somebody, you want to be your own boss. But I think the problem was he didn't find that thing that was making, you know, that could be his passion. And I've been seeing him thrive so much managing the Airbnb and, you know, like people love him. He's great with people on customer service. He really goes above and beyond, like little things like, you know, cookies for the guests, things like that. And, um he would go down and clean it like you know like no other like he was really like working hard on this Airbnb like his own baby and I see now what he was asking for before like running his own business like I just had a different concept of it and I I think he's thriving he's good at it and I want to be able to support him more toward that direction wow um but yeah, I feel like we kind of found something that that like I'm comfortable with and he's thriving in for sure. It, it seemed before when we talked, at least early on, that there was this kind of like push and pull. Amani, you were saying like, I want you to do it this. I want you to do it my way. And now, and Matt, like that's just me. Yeah. Yeah, do it on my timetable, my way. And Matt was like, no, I'm and not going to do that. Opposite. Yeah. Yeah. F fair to say, Matt? What do you think? Yeah. Okay. And, and so now you you change the structure. That seems to have really changed a lot of the dynamic. That's outstanding. Managing the Airbnb has been, um, I don't know, it's kind of delightful. You know, I, I, I kind of enjoy it. What do you like about it? Uh, my, my wife respects it. You know, like she'll actually leave me be and let me do the things that I need to do for it because she sees, you know, her, her, her focus is on, you know, like uh, uh, the end result. That's yeah, awesome. We just opened the Airbnb and we, we booked all month except two days. And it's like 3,600 revenue on okay. like a small loss. It just has like a really pretty view. And, and everyone says in the reviews that the host goes above and beyond. You know, the place is so clean and, and, and he's so thoughtful. Like I can see his personality, like being put in the job as being a host. Um, and, and I said it before, like I didn't feel like I could trust him to like you know like to have a big investment in like some sort of business he does but something like this i could see already you know the the result i i don't think i could have juggled my job in doing this i tried to do it all but it's one of the things where i had to trust him to do it because i just i just couldn't fit everything in my schedule and and i and i, I want to 
I want to help him thrive more. Like that's my next goal financially. I'm trying to save for and invest more so we can have another Airbnb property. Amani hasn't trusted Matt for a long time. It sounds like she's made progress, but as I dig in, I can tell that it's still a very real issue. I have a friend of mine who's always cold. She told me she and her partner have totally different temperatures when they sleep. She goes to bed in a flannel pajama. She's got extra blankets. Her partner's running hot. So now she recently started testing the pod cover from 8sleep, one of our sponsors. Before she goes to sleep, she gets on the app, cranks up the heat, and when she gets into bed at night, it's already warm and waiting for her. The pod cover by 8sleep fits on your bed like a fitted sheet, and it collects information. It has sensors. The pod then uses that information to understand what you need to get better sleep. You can set it to heat up or cool down before you get into bed. It also adjusts while you sleep. And you can set it to change temperatures to gently wake you up in the morning. Best part, there are two zones. So if you run hot and your partner runs cold, you can each set your side of the bed to exactly how you want it. Improve the way you sleep by using my link at 8sleep.com slash Ramit for $200 off plus free shipping on their high-tech Pod 3 cover. That's 8sleep.com slash Ramit, E-I-G-H-T, sleep.com slash Ramit, R-A-M-I-T, for a better, smarter sleep. I get tons of email every single day, and I want to give you a behind-the-scenes look at how I manage emails from my team, from my family. And from you, I use a piece of software called Superhuman, and this is an email software that I actually pay for out of my own pocket. It works with your existing email service like Gmail or Outlook, and let me share how it saves me over 10 hours a week. So here are a few things I love about it. First off, it splits my inbox into different streams, so my important emails come into one place. It's not cluttered with a bunch of subscriptions everywhere. Next, I use keyboard shortcuts Unlike you barbarians who literally click and peck through every single email, U to mark it unread, S to star it, J or K to cycle through messages. And I use keystrokes to schedule messages, like when I want to ask one of my coworkers a question, but I don't want to send them an email on a Saturday. Now, I can work through dozens of emails in minutes using this. And Superhuman just introduced an AI feature, which allows you to take a huge email with all these people chiming in and automatically summarize what's going on in a few bullet points. It'll even draft emails for you. So if you want to buy back your time, Superhuman is a no-brainer to me. It's something I spend my own money on and I love it. Right now, all IWT listeners will get a free month of Superhuman. You can get started at superhuman.com slash Ramit. That's superhuman.com slash Ramit, R-A-M-I-T. So since that time uh you know if you recall we pulled out all those bills and we were looking through all that i still remember on the table we're looking through all this stuff and all that paperwork what habits have stuck since we first met and worked together i i'm far from like being you know perfect with managing my money but i would say that i mean now is all things more like long term versus in the moment um in the past i was always thinking like I just want to live my life. You know, you only live once. Like I was focused on like spending that money to create joy um, versus now it's more like kind of in the middle, you know, where, yeah, there is that 20, 30% that we discussed where you can go spend, do whatever you want, but also 
I'm even thinking about like our future as a family, my kids, things like that on um like I'm I'm working hard on providing them a nice life, but I want to make sure it's like sustainable long term. So I'm always thinking about like what can I do to invest my money better? Uh, what are other people doing to get additional income? Things like that. So like now I'm more like hustler mentality, which I never thought I would be because I'm I'm afraid of taking risk. You know, <laughs> you know, like there's there are questions that you always ask, like, well, what do you think Matt feels about this? Because um, you know, being empathetic, I feel like that's something Matt is really good at. So I, I always try to think, like, even when I'm on my own, you know, how would he feel about this? Um, as a big example, when he was talking right now on, on the call, how, you know, he he's like there for me, like as a listener. Um, when I'm going through some stress, like it made me think, okay, well, if he's my rock, then who's his rock? You know, so I'm, I try to do more of that for him, even though like it's hard for me to even like have it together for myself, you know, because if he has nobody, then he can't be my rock. It's kind of like a vicious circle, right? So I'm not, I'm not like perfect. I, I'm better at it. I'm definitely not where I want to be, but you know, I'm working on it. Okay. I like it. Yeah. All right. And Matt, what about you? What habits have stuck with you since we met? Uh, 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 what was it? Quicksand? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You remember yeah. that? Right, that's yeah. right. Because you know, like, I don't know. I guess I guess when y'all first came, I felt like I was at the point where, you know, like walking away just just wasn't, you know, wasn't what I was supposed to do anymore. <laughs> I guess I just forgot it. But uh, yeah, you know, like sometimes sometimes just, you know, tell, give, bring it to her attention, you know, like, hey, you know, like you're being a little rough on me and, you know, let's calm down. Let's go do something else. You know, like at least at least it's good communication. Yeah, that's cool. I'm glad to hear that word quicksand. It's been a while. I'm really mm-hmm. glad. You know what? You need tools sometimes to be able to say, hey, I- I'm overwhelmed right now, or or I need a second, or I'm I know we want to talk about this, but I'm not in the place to do it. Right, right. Exactly. And whether it's quicksand or whatever term works for you, that's fantastic. On the Netflix show, you'll remember that they were fighting so much, I finally gave them a tool to be able to cool down and step away from a fight. By the way, this happened on the first conversation where I met them. I asked them to come up with a word that would instantly signal that one of them needed time to think. And they chose quicksand, as in, we're sinking in quicksand and I want to take a break. This is a great lesson you can adapt for your own life, whether you are solo or in a relationship. If you find yourself spinning or catastrophizing or fighting, you can literally call it out with a word. Some guests on my show have done this. They've identified with an angel and a devil on their shoulder. And they say, I'm not going to listen to you right now, Mr. Devil. Others use words like quicksand you choose. And if you want more techniques like this, this is where a skilled cognitive behavioral therapist can help you ongoing. A few years ago, I was at a tea tasting in New York with one of my buddies. I thought it was going to be a normal tea tasting. Suddenly, six people from Japan come in. They pour basically three thimblefuls of tea and we taste it. I've never tasted anything like that. And they tell us if we were to buy that, just the three thimblefuls, it would be $75. Now, drop for drop, that's the most expensive thing I've ever had to drink. Not all of us have the time or the money to buy that specific tea from that specific mountainside in Japan. But what if you could capture that feeling of the care and the love, even the way that they served it to us? What if you could bring that to your home every morning? Well, I want to introduce you to one of our newest sponsors, Peak Tea. What makes Peak Tea special 
is that the tea is cold extracted using only wild harvested leaves from 250-year-old tea leaves. That makes the tea rich in minerals and other beneficial compounds. Now, the greatest part is that peak tea is zero prep. There's no tea bag that you have to steep for the perfect amount of time. Peak dissolves in cold or hot water in seconds. It's already pre-measured, it's perfectly brewed, and it's perfect to take if you travel. My team's been trying peak tea, and they especially love the Pu'er green teas. For a limited time, get up to 15% off and a free quiver with 12 tea samples with my link, peaklife.com slash Ramit. That's P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E dot com slash Ramit, R-A-M-I-T. What do you call someone who speaks three languages? Trilingual. What do you call someone who speaks two? Bilingual. And what do you call someone who speaks one language? American. (laughs) Listen, imagine you're going to Mexico or Italy or Thailand this year. Wouldn't it be amazing to at least ask where the bathroom is in the local language or to say thank you when you're walking out of a restaurant? This fall, you can start speaking a new language with Babbel. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Here's a special limited time deal for IWT listeners to help you get started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription only for IWT listeners at babbel.com slash Ramit. Get 55% off babbel.com slash Ramit. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Ramit. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, now the opposite question. Where are you still stuck? So it might be, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's some detailed questions and I definitely want to talk about those, but bigger picture, where do you feel stuck still? Well, I, I'm better now at managing money than I was before the show, but I'm not where I want to be for sure. Um, you know, like kind of like I was telling you, like, you know, how I'm stressed out right now about some things financially and, um, me learning, like, you know, how to better invest. I feel like there is more potential for Matt to have more income than just the Airbnb. I believe that he could do like what I'm doing where he can have like a full-time job where we can add even more income, you know, 100K plus that will allow us maybe to invest in more properties or whatever while he could still be a property manager. Like I, I want him to be there to get out of his comfort zone and be able to juggle both like, you know, a career and I guess being a, you know, his own boss, you know what I'm saying? I think there too. And as far as like our relationship, like we're not there hundred percent as far as managing money together. Like we still don't share accounts. I feel like that's something like that we need to like still work on. And like, that's the part it's, we're still like not there yet. I appreciate the honesty on all of those. Some of those are about you. Some of those are feelings or attitudes towards Matt. And then some of them are together. Um, why don't you have joint accounts? Um, I mean, as she said, you know, like she's still hesitant on turning any financial responsibility over. So I don't even manage the finances of the Airbnb that I manage. Hmm. So that was a recurring thing, right? Because when you wrote me, you said that you had no access to the family financials. And would you say you have access now? I've been told I have still have zero access. You've been told by whom? By my wife. You're not quite sure if you should 
trust him yet. And we're talking about Matt, who is the father of two children. Not like trusting him. It's more, I want to, you know how with the Airbnb thing happened, like where he showed his value and I'm like, I fully trust him, right? Then I, I always do like a testing, right? So I was like, okay, yeah. I want to see what you would do with a credit card that would. You want to test him? It's not enough to like obviously cover like a lot of the bills. It's just for now, I was just paying the mortgage and whatever, you know, leftover for himself. So that's why I'm saying we're, we're not there. There's so much more room to, to grow. I want to offer you another tool. Like I offered you quicksand when I was with you. So when you're at work, you've got these different coworkers. I'm guessing that you don't test them. I, I'm guessing that you assume positive intent and you give them anything they ask for. And then if maybe if they mess up, you're like, okay, I'm not going to deal with that person. Trust me, I had to learn that when I started working like I, out of college in corporate America, that was a huge slap in the face because um, delegating was one of my weaknesses, right? And I was like, I can't do it all. I was working until midnight. I was like, I'm burning out. I have to trust my team and my people. And honestly, like, it's it's great, you know, like, I thrive more that, that I trust them. Um, I still kind of like, you know, be a quarterback and manage to make sure that everything is on, is on track. And I just can't seem to copy and paste that in my personal life yet, which is weird. Well, so. well let's try it. Let's try yeah. it. Okay. That's good. You see that. I, I appreciate that. This is what I mean when I say trust is still an issue. Look, personally, I completely disagree with Amani. But me telling her she's wrong will not do anything. I notice she's made some steps, which is a great sign. What I'm trying to do here is to create analogies so she can make the connection herself. That's because she has to get it. She has to realize the cost of what she's doing. And also see that when she trusts Matt, he can deliver. Of course, Matt plays a role in this too. The communication could be improved in a big way. Now, with all of that said, considering they now own two houses with Airbnb income and they have two kids, I think it's crazy that he has no access to the family financials. You cannot have a partner if you treat them like a child. The good news is they're making steps and all of this could change step by step if they make the decision to do it. Seriously, looking at these numbers and with your income and the Airbnb income and the potential house income, you could be in a stellar position. Yeah, that's stellar. The weakest we, we we've been. I see the the potential. It's just first, I got to get rid of the other house. That's like my the biggest drag going on for me yes. right now. For sure. Everything else falls from that. Get rid of that house. Do not mm-hmm. let the tail wag the dog. Just get rid of it, even if you have to take way less than you thought. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this phrase that we use, which is that. Your future is bigger than your past. And when I was going to make some tough decisions in my business, I kept saying, well, oh, I already worked so hard and I don't want to have to start again and this and that. And what I realized is I've got 40 years plus ahead of me. So why am I letting this three years behind me dictate the rest of my life? Your future together is bigger than your past. You can't have a successful marriage if you're constantly playing with one hand behind your back. Maybe a successful marriage is about going all in. We made this decision together. We had children together. We lived together. Maybe it's about assuming that things are going to go right and also having the confidence to know that we can handle it if things go wrong. Mm -hmm. 
That's how I would look at it. And once you have that, you're going to know exactly what to do. And hey, send me an email when you sell your house. Uh, I'm like waiting. I'm so happy. (laughs) I cannot wait. Amani, you asked about my uh, texting me. If you have questions, let me give you my number right now. You can text anytime. Matt, feel free to text anytime as well with any questions. Uh, So let me give you this number. You know, if you have questions that come up, we spend so much time together. Of course, I'll be happy to answer them. So just text me anytime. All right. Honestly, that was awesome to catch up with Matt and Amani. Uh, I haven't seen them since the last scene, the last time we filmed. And just to see the two of them smiling and talking is completely different than the first time I met them. Uh, And I remember uh, they were actually the first couple, the first day who I shot with. And I remember sitting on their couch and they were arguing in front. And I was like, this really happening? (laughs) It's really different than seeing in my office and doing my podcast. So uh, I just want to reflect on a few lessons that I took away from Matt and Amani. First off, I see lots of better communication. You know, they're actually talking to each other. They're asking questions. Now, of course, they have work to do. I think Amani can delegate a little bit more effectively. She can assume positive intent. Uh, I think Matt can be more specific with what he wants and why. And I think both of them can create a vision together. That's really what's lacking in Matt and Amania and many couples. Uh, In fact, almost no couples have a joint rich life vision. But that can be fixed, right? They have a vision. What do we want to do? Date night. And they've started to get little elements of that. I want more for them. The second lesson is that having a high income actually does solve most financial problems, but not all. I want to emphasize this. Uh, A lot of times, you know, when you look at uh, people with financial problems, one of the most obvious things is that there's a limit to how much you can cut, but no limit to how much you can earn. And if you're making $35,000 a year, it's going to be very, very difficult to get ahead. And, and that's why I'm such a fan of more affordable housing and affordable healthcare and all those things. But at a certain point, like I said, there's just a limit to how much you can cut. In this case, Amani has a very high income, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and she's young. So incredible in her career. Uh, that helps a lot. And the fact that Matt is now generating uh, income through that Airbnb and managing it, also fantastic. The problem is they have not adjusted their spending. Okay. Uh, And as Amani admitted, she goes, well, I I never thought I'd be making this much and having these kinds of problems. Uh, They need to tighten this up. And that brings me to my third point, which is they have to become intentional with their money. A lot of the things that I see happening are something in front of Matt and Amani, and then they jump on it. Like, oh, we saw this house, we should buy it. Uh Uh-oh, we got to sell this house, we should sell it. Credit card debt, 401k, et cetera. It's like jumping from one thing to another. It's financial whack-a-mole. And what I would like for them to do is to become much more intentional. Here's the percentage we're going to be putting towards X, towards Y. Here's how many vacations we're going to take. If I make more than I projected in the conscious spending plan, I'm going to take 75% and put it towards investments and 25% and use it for fun. That's the level of intentionality I want. Now, whether or not you're making $350,000 a year or whether you're making $100,000 a year or 40K, 
you can use those same principles, right? Better communication, increasing your income by negotiating your salary or starting a side business, or getting more intentional with your money. I really enjoyed talking to them. And as I mentioned to them, they were so honest. I mean, they, they were arguing. They were telling me how they felt. Uh, Amani was telling me about her childhood. So was Matt. And um, to be able to reconnect with them, just it feels awesome to see their progress. So Matt and Amani, I want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing your follow-up story with all of us. And I want to encourage you to watch Matt and Amani's full story. It's actually unbelievable when you see it on my Netflix show, How to Get Rich. Thanks for listening to I Will Teach You to Be Rich. I'm Ramit Sethi. Please follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't read I Will Teach You to Be Rich, my book, pick up a copy. You can get it at any bookstore or any library, and it will show you the specific tactics for how to build the I Will Teach You to Be Rich system into your personal finances.